Hello everyone, I'm Miss Janiara Jones, and you're listening to Once and For All. What's in a name? This timeless question was posed by the great William Shakespeare in the play Romeo and Juliet to convey that the naming of things is irrelevant. Today, I'd like to share some information with you to challenge that idea and maybe bring a much-awaited answer to our old friend Will. Firstly, the history of last names is pretty clear. Once our population got to a certain size, adding more names to people to be identified by became necessary. China is reported to have one of the first forms of last names, and early on, they were passed down through the mothers. Now China, like most places, passed them down through the fathers. Mostly Western names come from one of four places, patronomic, locative, nicknames, or occupation. Examples of each would be like, your father's name is Scott, and your name is Michael, so then your name is Michael Scott. For patronomic, if your dad was a clerk and your name was Kelly, then your name would be Kelly Clarkson for occupational. If you're from Houston and your name was Whitney, then you'd end up being Whitney Houston for locative. And if your name was Stuart and your family is full of short people, you might have become Stuart Little. Of course, as time went on, names became more abstract and meaningless. However, taking your husband's last name is neither of those. The practice of women taking their husband's last name dates back to the 11th century. A group called the Normans conquered England and introduced the idea of coverture. Coverture is the concept that a woman is covered by her husband. And once she got married, she was referred to as a femme covered, which means covered woman. This idea originates from the idea that when a couple gets married, they become one and the man is the head. I wonder where that came from. Under coverture laws, wives did not have legal independence. They couldn't own property, participate in business, enter into contracts, or engage in litigations. Before 1970, wives couldn't get driver's licenses or register to vote unless they adopted their husband's last name. At one point, the rule was so strict that any American woman who married a foreigner would lose her citizenship. The legal requirements eventually came down later that decade when the Supreme Court struck down a Tennessee law mandating a wife adopt her husband's last name to register to vote, and the prefix Ms. came on the scene as more women asserted their independence. So by women separating themselves from their husbands in name, it took no time for them to start to separate in body. Genesis 2.24 says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Genesis 3.16 says, Unto the woman, he said, this is God speaking, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Ephesians 2, Ephesians 5, 22-23 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. 1 Corinthians 11:3 says, but I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. And lastly, Colossians 3.18 says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is for the Lord. Once upon a time, people respected the word of God, and laws were built on it. Yes, these laws are in direct correlation to the patriarchy, but that's a good thing, friend. Men are meant to be the heads of the home, and it's obvious that things go left really fast when, they're, when we're not assuming our proper roles. It's becoming fashionable for women to keep their last names or even take the 
or even for men to take the woman's last name. But that's a complete bastardization of marriage of the marriage picture presented by God, which is the only marriage picture that is valid. Husbands and wives are not equal in leadership in the home, and that should be public and obvious. Taking your husband's last name shows that you are jumping on his bandwagon and getting on his program, not the other way around. There is beauty in playing your role and staying in your place, which is almost entirely lost on modern women today. Not surprisingly, we're more unhappy than ever and marriages are down the toilet. We need to run back to biblical gender roles and assume our rightful place in the passenger seat. And the first step to that is covering yourself with your husband's last name. So what is in a name? Tradition, humility, submission, order, love, and obedience, just to name a few. All things we could use a lot more of in today's world. And I'll talk to you guys soon.